You're listening to the Yoga Magic Podcast with host Ashley Sondergaard. Do you remember that first time you took a yoga class? Lying in Shavasana thinking, what is this magic? For me, yoga opened the door to a life full of self-discovery and self-care. This show shines a light on what is possible when you invest in your well-being. And not only for you, but for everyone around you. I interview women in the space of healing, spirituality, beauty, wellness, and of course, yoga. This community of listeners is excited to expand their minds, open new doors, be honest, and sometimes take a big old handstand fall on the way. My hope is that this show gives you a library of accessible new practices that fill up your soul and open your mind. Not all will be perfect for you, but that's the best part. Trying it on and finding your personal favorites. This is Yoga Magic. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Yoga Magic, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. I'm a longtime yoga teacher, self-care coach, and an astrologer. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is really just a huge toolbox of self-care ideas, practices, routines that you can try on and see what works for you. If you're somewhat new to the spirituality and the self-help space, you know this is a great place to start. We try to bring a variety of ideas your way and get back to some of the basics Hopefully it just feels really welcoming. Today is such a fun episode with someone I've admired for a long time, Jules Acri. She's an amazing teacher of organization, of simplifying as a lifestyle. I did her course Simplify and Thrive about a year ago and had so many applicable takeaways that I just, I still do today. For example, I started using the program Notion for organizing all of my tasks. It's this free and like It's really, the flow of it is really nice. If you're someone who likes to organize things on your computer, I learned about a tool called Gemini, which is an app on your phone that deletes and deletes all like the duplicate and blurry photos off your phones. Just, you know, so many different things, tools that ultimately save time and bring us more joy. And yes, you know, building organizational systems does take some time up front, but once you have those things in place, you're really able to save you know, more time throughout your day. It's funny because I've been thinking about time a lot lately and just this feeling like I'm running low on time, you know, baby's going to be here pretty soon. So I'm trying to get all this stuff done, working with clients. And they often say like, I don't feel like I have enough time for myself. And I stumbled across a really interesting podcast episode on the show, Feel Better, Live More. Um, I'll link it up in the show notes. It was episode 260. And it's just this basic concept exploration, you know, that we we only have so much time here on this earth, right? They they use the the note of 4,000 weeks in general. That doesn't sound like that many, does it? <laughs> like we don't have that much time here. And so ultimately, you know, we want to do a million different things. And we just can't. We're we're human, you know, we can only do so much. What that does, you know, understanding that we can't do infinite things, it takes some of the pressure off and it gives us permission to say no to a lot of things and really lean into those things that bring us joy and that have the most value in our life. And I really, I love that. They mentioned that boundaries bring us more creativity and joy. So when we have those parameters, we have those restrictions, we're able to you know, get creative and think outside the box. So I highly encourage you to check out that, that conversation. Again, I'll link it up in the show notes. Speaking of values and something that I've been really valuing throughout this pregnancy and obviously just all the time is rest and rejuvenation. So these last few days, 
my husband, John and I, we snuck away for a little baby moon. I was like pushing it on him. Like, I really want to go on a baby moon. It's our last baby. Let's do something. Just haven't had much time to just be with ourselves and be in partnership. So we flew on Sunday and came back on Tuesday, short trip to a yoga and wellness resort in outside of Phoenix called Sivana. And it was so awesome friends. I'm like, if you can schedule in, in the next year, like prioritize or budget or save to go to some sort of wellness retreat. <laughs> it's so rejuvenating. It felt so lovely. This place really focused on, um, mindfulness and they had tons of yoga classes and meditation classes. So I did a number of regular, just like yoga flow classes, not some of them outside. I did a Pilates class. I did a chakra meditation. I did a like in, it was in a hammock. So it was like a floating meditation. Oh man, it was so nice. And then got a massage and just literally just spent time outside. It was so rejuvenating. It really brought back that sense of, ah, man, hope maybe is the word. Um, it's been just tough, like kind of day in, day out, not knowing what, you know, (laughs) what's going to come next. And I, it reminded me that like, there's a purpose to the tough things in life, right? Like pregnancy is is an absolute amazing thing and I don't want to ever complain about it. It's just really hard. And so it brought me back to that purpose of why. So big fan of baby moons, big fan of any times that you can get away and just come back to yourself. I know it's not, it's not always something that's really accessible, but if you have the opportunity, even if it's, you know, something not too far away from your home, just to come back to yourself can be a huge game changer. All right, enough about this baby moon. Back to the conversation with our guest, Jules Acre. Jules is a digital creator and entrepreneur, and she produces video content and lifestyle tools that help you design your most intentional life, one that's supported by feel-good systems and self-care. Um, yes. <laughs> In this episode, we discuss her career path in building her personal online brand, the self-care and organization tools that she uses, some templates, processes, white space. We talk about eliminating clutter in many areas of life. And we talk about some of her favorite self-care practices and really how simple they are. And we talk about individual creativity and not giving into that pressure of constantly creative, really just living in that sense of saying no when necessary and being aligned with your own purpose. So if you enjoy this conversation, definitely check her out on YouTube and her course Simplify and Thrive is awesome for organizing your life in, in really impactful ways. Reminder, if you want to be the first to hear about events, workshops, and other yoga magic content, hop on our email list with the link in the show notes and follow us on Instagram at yoga magic podcast. All right, friends, let's hop right into this organizational strategy, conversation, self-care with Jules Acre. Welcome Jules. I'm so excited to chat with you today. I've been following your, your goodness for many, many years. And I feel like there's so many tangible takeaways that you put out into the world. So thanks for taking time to share all the good things that you do. I know my audience is going to love it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So I know that you, you and I both started kind of our navigation of this world, this career with yoga, or at least like, at least that's how I perceived um, what you've been doing. When you first started Ohm in the City, was yoga a really big piece of your life? And like, how is that shaped today? Maybe it still is, but like kind of, did it lead you to your path to where you are now? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was definitely a big part of my life when I first started my blog. Um, I had, uh, it's hard for me to like recap and think of the entire timeline of everything. It kind of starts to get jumbled, but I've been doing this for over eight and a half years. So it kind of, I've always been writing. I've had many different blogs in my lifetime, um, but this is the one that really felt the most aligned. And so I started this blog kind of as like a creative outlet when I was working in the fashion industry. Um, And I very, very badly wanted to leave my job, get my yoga teacher certification um, and just kind of find a new path. And so that's essentially what ended up happening. Um, I got my 200 hour teaching certification. I went to Nicaragua it was a really transformational cool. experience. Um, but yoga was a big part of my life prior to getting my teacher certification. You know, it was my way of kind of coping with emotions and different mental health struggles that I've been through, just finding ways to, you know, reconnect to myself and find mindfulness. And yeah, for sure, like that is still a big part of who I am today, but it maybe isn't the forefront. I'm not doing handstands all over New York city anymore like it was <laughs> yeah. when I first started. So it's definitely evolved. Yeah. But I, I'm, I think it's such a fun way to kind of learn about ourselves. It's something that we, I don't know. I didn't go into yoga thinking like this would be the step to self-discovery that ultimately changed my life. I was just there for like a sweat at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's like, here we are. I'm so yeah. grateful. So in the last even couple of months, um, you have shifted and rebranded and really sort of focused in on a number of things. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think for so long, I've been wanting to rebrand and I wasn't really sure when to do it or how to do it because Omen the City has been just a big part of my life for so long. And, you know, like the essence of of that brand is still at the core, um, you know, trying to invite in more mindfulness and intentionality into life but I wanted to operate under my own name. And so mm, yeah. finally made the switch. I'm Jules Acre, and that's, it, it makes more sense. And I feel like it's easier for people to kind of understand like what, what it is I do and how I show up, um, you know, through my website and being able to like understand all the different offerings that I have. So um, yeah. And I think like for so long, I have been wanting to get more into video content. So the last three years, I've really focused in on my YouTube channel and just trying to storytell and express myself in a more visual way because I love writing, but I think um, video content is just another way of connecting and sharing resources with with the community. So um, yeah, I've really just been honing in on that. And and ironically enough, that's kind of how everything is on social media now. It's everything right. kind of switched to video content. So I think um, it was a good thing that I started focusing on that. Oh yeah. That's amazing. I even there's like on one of your videos, you showed us how to make emojis like on your computer or on your <laughs> calendar. I don't know yeah. if that's like changed the game. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> to buy all my little calendar. So as far as you know, this, this shift into using, you know, bringing your name back. I'd be really curious. Are you, what does your chart look like? What does your astrological chart look like? Do you know your big three? I am a Libra 
And then my rising sign is Aquarius. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, cause there's like that element of aesthetic, which is Libra as Venus ruled. Um, that makes so much sense that, that, that would be part of who you are. And there's like balance and harmony and, oh yeah, yeah that makes people sense. always think that I'm a Taurus and I'm like, or no, a Virgo. They always think I'm a Virgo for the details. Um, yeah. Just like the efficiency, but it's like, I was not always this way. I really had to teach myself how to like structure um, and it, for people who are very like airy and floaty and kind of like spontaneous, that's kind of what I naturally gravitate towards structure is such a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause I think, I mean, for a lot of us, that is so true, right? Like structure systems, organization. I mean, even like the emojis on my calendar makes the world a world of difference. And on this show, we talk so much about self-care. How do you see that idea of organization related to self-care are they for you oh yeah I think they're totally intertwined I think um figuring out what systems work for you um having processes templates not having to start from scratch for every little thing it's it just helps reduce the task switching and the mental load that we're carrying Mm -hmm. um there's so many things that happen in our day-to-day that are beyond our control and just things that happen because it's life and when you have your systems in place it it just helps lighten, lighten the load. And so I think of systems and productivity. I think of all that as self-care because I'm telling myself that I deserve to have boundaries. I deserve to, you know, get, I deserve to show up to my desk knowing what I need to do and not having other people put more and more on my plate without me even being aware of what's already on there. So I think there's just so much um, that you can do for yourself just by um, auditing your day and figuring out, you know, how can I, take the things that I do every single day and systemize it and make it smoother and make it run more efficiently. And for me, I've always just been um, more of like a go with the flow. I just kind of, how do I feel? And just like leaning more into like that. But then as soon as I started to feel overwhelmed and felt burnt out and just kept like going through these cycles of the same thing where I would, I would say yes to too many things and promise too many things to too many people. And then at my own expense, try to get it all done. And I was just feeling extremely burnt out. So I think um, that's when I had to find a better way of operating. And I really started to lean into structure and the idea of systems. And now I freaking love it. I love <laughs> talking about it. I think it's so much fun. I think there's a way to, you know, in I think there's a way to embrace technology and let it work for you and also make it aesthetic and pretty and fun mm-hmm. um, and still your personality. Yeah. You're so right that like, I, f- I feel like people or even just like activities, your day can get hijacked really fast without mm-hmm. you even realizing it. And when you have systems, it ultimately it can give you that permission to say, no, like, this is what I have planned. This is what's going on. This is my structure. But also something I like that you do is you do build in like buffer space so that there is creative space. How does like, what does that look like for you? Yeah. I think I'm able to be more creative because I have the boring stuff set. Right. (laughs) Like I, I have my templates in place for things I don't, that are not as much fun to do, but it's like the admin stuff. It's, you know, what's the workflow for launching a YouTube video for putting out a weekly newsletter. I have all these templates and I have these checklists and I have these, these processes. So I don't have to sit down and rack my brain for like, Oh, what do I need to do? What is that? How do I, like, I have it already set and written down and I have a system for it. So 
I'm able to now, now that I have kind of my um, template in life, I'm able to kind of flow within it and get creative and spend more of my energy doing those things that I love versus stuck in the weeds of the boring stuff that I don't love. Yeah, it does open up that space. So I mentioned, you know, the emoji is just one example. That's sort of a silly mm-hmm. one, but there's so many good tips that I've gathered from your Simplify and Thrive course, from your YouTube videos. And I, because you have so much content out there, are there any that kind of bubble up to the top? Any like major organization or systems tips that you would say like, this is one of the best or a couple? I think ultimately it's just remembering that these things don't happen overnight and mm. it's, there's very small shifts you can make that can make a big impact on you. And so it's kind of knowing yourself, you know, for me, I'm a really visual person. I'm really sensitive to my environment. Um, I figured out years ago that clutter directly impacted my anxiety levels. I've, I've always struggled with anxiety for since who knows, like high school and on, Um, And I just didn't realize how much my physical space is, was, was really weighing on me. And um, that's like the first thing that I personally reached for is, you know, like, what is, what's the clutter surrounding me? Like, can I clear this space so I can have more thinking room? Like it's, it's a very, I mean, there's tons of studies out there that show how your clutter can impact your mental health. Um, and so for me, I, I start there, I start with like cleaning my house. If I feel like I'm just overwhelmed, I'm like, what can I just like tidy up and put away? And then maybe I'll get some fresh air and see if I can go back to my computer and like get stuff done. Um, but I think there's a lot of different tweaks. I think digital clutter is a really big one. You know, we're on our digital spaces all the time. It's not going away. Like this is, this is the future. It's just, we're going to continue to go down this digital path. So what can we do now to make it a more enjoyable place to be? Um, so like simple tweaks such as customize your calendar colors, Mm -hmm. or just like making something feel more like you and just feeling more at home in your digital spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Clutter is such a, I'm, I'm the same. I need to like be as clutter free as possible. I've um, almost three kids. I'm growing the third here. So we'll see, like, how long can I like keep them from, you know, like trashing the house is, is it's like always the question, but honestly, it's like those systems, like we kind of hide stuff around the house. So I don't have to look at it. And that yeah. makes such a big difference. Are there other sort of like energy sucks that you see in your work that are helpful? Like, like digital clutter is another good one. I'm thinking like social media, there's a lot of them, like energy sucks that kind of, they pull, pull us away from the joy in our everyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Social media is a big one. I think um, I, I just watched like a Ted talk recently and I forget who the woman was, but she spoke about um, just spoke about how, when we have a pause and we want to like go and check something, we tend to like go down rabbit hole, which we know, Um, We'll pick up our phone to check our email, but then the next thing you know, we're on like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, we're on all the different apps and you don't really, you're not even aware of like what, what is happening until it's there. And we're losing, um, we're losing percentages of our own creativity and our own ability to sit in boredom for a little bit because there's a quote, I wish I could remember her name and what the video was, but she said, um, brilliance is born from boredom or something like that. Mm, yes. Oh my gosh. From, from boredom, there's brilliant, something like that. Yeah. And I, and I, I love that because I think we're always trying to, even if we're standing in line at the grocery store without our phone, cause we are like, 
sitting here bored. We don't want to just stare at a space, but like, I've personally been trying to do a little bit more of that, where if I'm going to reach my, for my phone, I'm asking myself, well, why am mm-hmm. I reaching for it? Do I really need to reach for it? Or am I just trying to fill a gap? What's wrong with having blank space in my day in my calendar? Like what's wrong with just breathing into that space and letting it be. So I, I put my phone in a drawer. I utilize the focus modes on iPhone I know yeah. Android has it too. Um, I'm, I, <laughs> I basically tell people off the bat, I don't answer texts right away. It takes me, sometimes it takes me a couple days to respond to a text and I just set the expectation. So I don't let anyone down. I, you know, I tell my friends and family, if you really need to get a hold of me, call me. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, between email, social media, text messages, DMS, I just can't. I can't keep up with it all. So don't expect me to. Yeah. That's no, that's such good advice. Other people's urgency is not our own. It's not ours. Mm -hmm. It's like, sorry that you want this text back immediately. I think like self-care and sort of this world of wellness, which you've been in for a long time, can feel really pressure filled. Um, and you know, what we're talking about is like not giving into a lot of the other pressures from external, you know, places, but still there's, there's so much consumption as a part of self-care and wellness. And I feel like you do a really good job of speaking to the sustainability of all of this. Like a lot of these things that you suggest, they don't, you don't need anything for it. Right. It's like, tidy up your house feels so good. Um, what other sustainable sort of eco-friendly self-care practices do you think really rise up to the top as well? Yeah. Self-care is completely individual. And for me, I find a lot of joy out of drinking matcha. I find a lot of joy from just like sitting out on the patio with my dogs or having a really good conversation with a friend over coffee and, I, I think there's just so many different ways to find self-care and you don't have to necessarily buy something. Um, like I also love bubble baths and a face mask, like most people, <laughs> but I also know that self-care can also look like setting boundaries. It can look mm-hmm. like logging off from your computer 30 minutes early and being okay with the work you got done and knowing you can pick up the next day. Yeah. There's, I just think it's tapping into what are the simple, small, even mundane things that make you happy. And that can be self-care. Self-care is just making more time for things that bring you joy. Yeah. That's so true. It, and it, it really is simple. I think we overcomplicated at times, but, but like also having the mental energy to know what you, what actually does bring you joy is one of the first steps. Like you said earlier, it doesn't, you know, some of the stuff takes time to set up, like to figure out what you enjoy, what brings you joy. It takes some time. It takes a little bit of experimenting. You said posing off your feet because you're in Austin, right? You're in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I walk around barefoot outside a yeah. lot and um, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like jealous. I live in Minnesota. It is not like uh-huh. that. Um, I'm very, I love, but, but also just like getting outside, right? Like that's so simple. If you yeah. can be brave enough to be barefoot, then yes, back <laughs> to the ground. Um, anything like, do you have any like really favorite eco-friendly self-care tools? Like I, I'm thinking like dry brushes or anything that you just like, oh my gosh, I love this. I mean, I, not to like self-plug my online shop, but I love um, our loofahs. Yeah. They are completely natural from the vine gourds, you know, loofah, the gourd. Um, and it's like, 
It's very exfoliating. And I really love using that because it's compostable. I'm not contributing to microplastic waste. I can, yeah, there, I think it, it kind of like replaces a dry brush for me because mm-hmm. it exfoliates the way that a dry brush would. And yeah, I, and they're really affordable. I love loofah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not a fan of like having to buy tons of stuff, but also, like you said, it's like you have that one thing that you love and you look forward to it every day, then that's totally worth the investment. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Shifting back a little to your brand, to your business, you know, I, like I said, I followed you for so long and I, I really admire the stuff that you put out and how it's shifted as you've grown as an individual. Do you feel pressure in the the creator space to follow certain trends or, you know, constantly be turning out content? Like, what does that feel like who's someone who's been in this for a long time? Yeah, I mean, of course, I do feel pressure sometimes, you know, trying to keep up with all the different platforms that you can be on. I think ultimately, you know, for me, I put most of my energy into YouTube content because that is the platform I enjoy the most. And that's where I've seen um, as being more worth my time just Mm -hmm. because I feel like YouTube is a search engine and it's evergreen and people can find videos on there months later, years later, and it still provide value. Whereas platforms like Instagram and TikTok, once you post, it kind of just gets buried. And sometimes it just doesn't feel good to like constantly be churning out content for things that are only on people's feeds for like 24 hours. So I personally struggle with, you know, which platform am I putting energy into? And if I'm putting all my energy into YouTube, I don't have a lot of leftover um, space to want to create a reel and a TikTok. But I just know that about myself that I can like ride the waves. Um, It's typically like right after my period when I get this wave of energy (laughs) and I just go and I create a bunch of stuff because I'm enjoying it and I'm feeling it. And that's that. But then, you know, when I am off that wave and I think it's probably when I'm in my luteal phase, I'm not so much feeling it. So I've just been trying to work more with my body, um, be more in partnership with my body and my mood and my cycle. And, you know, just I feel like a lot of people struggle with it and a lot of people feel the pressure, even though if we all knew that we all felt the pressure, then like, what would it feel like if we just didn't feel the pressure? Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. that's so cool though, that you, that you cycle track and, and follow through. I, I'm in total agreement that like, what is, is follicular? Yeah. Follicular is the first one where you have all the energy and it's cool. Cause yeah. it does kind of link up to the moon cycles and just like that, that fiery new moon energy, all the things mm-hmm. and being able to take advantage and, and know like, okay, this is my time to like go out and create and then maybe slow down at other times. What else, like self-care wise, do you like to do? Maybe like your morning routine or your evening routine. What is like, whatever is your favorite? Um, I mean, I'd say like matcha and meditation. They're like the two things that I absolutely love and need in my daily life. Um, matcha is just, it's just been a ritual of mine for many, many years. I, I also think that I'm like healthier because of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I just feel like my skin and just my immune system, everything has just benefited from consuming mantra on a daily basis for the last four or five years. And um, yeah, I just think it's a more calming energy for me. And it's not like the crash and burn type of energy that I get from coffee. Although I love coffee and I still do drink it. I don't, I don't, I'm not picky. I'm not choosing between the two, but 
I do know that I feel a lot better when I drink matcha. So um, matcha in the morning and just having like a moment of meditation uh, is where I like I set my intention when I'm whisking my matcha. Typically, that's kind of like my little habit stack there where it's like whisking my matcha. How do I want to feel today? What kind of energy do I want to put out in the world today? Um, what's my word of the day? Like whatever's kind of coming to my mind, I just take that moment to think about it. Um, and yeah, I, I love a good morning routine. I feel like, um, with the times changing, it's been harder for me to wake up in the morning, but I know that when I get out of bed and just like go straight into my workout, then I have a much easier time flowing through my day. So I have like the things that I know make me feel good and I just do my best to show up for it. Even if it's not perfect, even if it's like half-assed, I still just try to make it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. That's so key. What are your favorite workouts right now? I've been doing Orange Theory. I oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just felt like I really wanted to work on cardio and some weight training, strength training. Um, you know, yoga's been my number one for so long, and I my body was just craving something different. So totally. in this season of life, yeah, I've just been loving Orange Theory. I find that like my endurance and my lung capacity just feels much stronger now. So yeah, it's been great. <laughs> I haven't tried orange theory. I mean, I should, it's like everywhere, but I have recently fallen into weight training more into resistance training. And as a, you know, a long time yoga practitioner, it's a different workout. It feels so different. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like it. It's like, I feel like it's very complimentary. Yeah. Um, another follow-up question. What is your matcha recipe? Do you like have a specific way that you like to do it? I'm pretty simple with it. Um, I, I, I mostly, I'd say like three fourths of it is water. And the other bit of it is like maybe like a hazelnut rice milk, or I'm mm -hmm. kind of tired of oat milk. So I've <laughs> been doing more of um, rice milk or cashew milk. Um, and yeah, it's pretty simple. I have, I have recipe on my YouTube or show, show how I make it on there, but okay, I'll link that um, one up. Pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> I like to do coconut um, butter. Sometimes I'll mm -hmm. do just like a tablespoon of coconut butter with it. Yeah. And it like gives it that little fat as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I used to do that. I used to add coconut butter and a ton of different like adaptogens and powders and cinnamon and blend it all up. But I think the last couple of years I've just wanted to make it really simple. But I love, I love a good blended coconut butter matcha. My friend Cafe, she makes, she makes those too. So when I'm craving that, I'll go there and get it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I don't, there's nowhere good to get matcha around here, but I, feel like I can make a pretty good mean cup now because of that. Yeah. You've got to experiment a little, mm -hmm. get, see what you like. Another sort of like self-care related question. I love seeing your partner be a part of, you know, the, the routines of your life, because obviously he is, he's, he's there, you <laughs> live with him. What do you guys like to do anything together as, you know, that really nourishing sort of self-care fill up your cup practice? I'd say biking is what we gravitate towards together. Um, there's a bike trail that we like to go on. It's like 17 miles, which it's not as long as it sounds. Um, I think it's once you, once you make it halfway, the, the way back is a lot faster. So um, yeah, we just love going on that bike trail together. And it's just a great way for us to like chat side by side by biking. Um, the weather is just really nice here most of the year. So even in January, we could be biking and that's just like biking is Andrew's love language. And I love to see him happy and doing something that he loves too. And so we have that in alignment that we can do together. 
It's not a good one to be active together, right? Like, I just think that's so something you can do forever. Mm-hmm. And if you both enjoy it and like, again, if it's nice out, <laughs> it <can be> yeah. <laughs> um, has it been like to get him involved with the organization? Is that, I guess it's very individual, like per couple, but sometimes I feel like partners are like, they have their own systems and like, we have our own systems. Did mm-hmm. it take some convincing or like training on this part to get into the great systems that you have set up? Yeah, it took training. <laughs> yeah, okay. Good. It took me being like, hey, like this is this is what resetting the home means to me and are we aligned on that? And, you know, he is a he has a different way of learning than I have a different way of learning and so I've learned for him writing things out on a whiteboard really resonates with him and he when he can like see it and like check it off whereas I keep everything more so like digitally um so we kind of have our different ways of tracking like what we need to do around the house but yeah I mean I think like it's sometimes a struggle like trying to figure out and be on the same page and we just have different expectations and different levels of what we think clean or organized is and so I think it's just a conversation and just always trying to like open up the communication or showing them like what you want or how you how it would make you feel if it was done this way or you know I think ultimately me sharing with him how you know clutter and all that impacts my anxiety and I just I really need this for my mental health that resonates with him and he's like oh I want you to feel good and be able to do your work and focus so like I I'm totally on board with Mm -hmm. And then you can reciprocate, right? Like I know it's good for your mental health to go biking. So like, Mm -hmm. of course I would love to do that. Mm -hmm. Anything you're excited about coming up for julesacry.com? Like any big projects or launches that you're maybe you don't don't have to give the details if it's a secret or anything, but you're excited about. Um, I feel like everything that we've been working on launching is out and I'm just excited. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just excited to like live it and just share it more with people. I have our our new website. Um, We have, you know, we have our digital products. We have a lot of Notion resources, free downloads that people can more easily find. So yeah, I'm just really, really happy and proud of this new website. And I just want more people to check it out. And yeah, I'm actually tired of being in launch mode. I'm just ready to like, it all out there and and, and enjoy it <laughs> and do the like just let it run its course no that's so true I mean we like it's constantly I feel like okay we did this and now on to the next thing and so just to be able to enjoy it that's so mm-hmm. and it's summer or almost summer like it's time to live life and relax yeah, we are moving to a new house this summer too so I'm just you know trying to manage my bandwidth between now and then and moving and renting our house, doing all the things that we've never really done before. Are you guys building a house? Yeah, we're building a house and it's going to be a big change for us because we're going to be living more in hill country. Mm. My family's moving to be our neighbor basically. So this is my first time living in the same city as my parents since I was in high school. So it's a lot of life changes that are really exciting, but I think it's going to be a whirlwind of a summer. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that'll be fun have more space. And mm-hmm. it's funny. Cause I do feel like in the last, well, a couple, I'm sure you know this, of course, like everyone has moved to Austin in the last like year. I, you guys have yeah. been there for a while, right? Yeah. We've been here for a good while, like four and a half years or so. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're kind of, we're going to be a little bit outside of Austin. I'll still come out to Austin for work, but I do, I do feel like it's more crowded here and I'm ready for more space. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I, I was, we went to Miraval for like a, a hot second oh. out there and like, I get, I mean, I'm like, is this heaven? Like we're out. This is amazing. Yeah. It feels like you're in another country. <laughs> it kind of does. Yeah. And the yeah. heat, but it's like not, whom I guess we went in the, in the winters, it wasn't too bad, but I think that stuff makes a big difference to our well-being, right? It is like space, sunlight. Mm-hmm. Again, these are so simple, but they're so key. Well, I'm just really in appreciation of all of your good knowledge and education. So thanks for doing what you do because it does impact people. And, you know, as much as like I can't control the chaos of, of my life, there are things that I can control and I've learned a lot from you. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Happy to help in any way. <laughs> yeah. Can you just tell listeners if they don't already follow you where to connect with you, maybe get on your Sunday email because it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, my website. It's julesacree.com, A-C-R-E-E. And oh yeah, and we have an awesome Sunday newsletter called Slow Brew Sundays. And I like to think that it's not your average newsletter. We like to talk about some um, intentional stuff on there and it's a really great community. So you can find that on my website as well. Yeah. I love it. I love the music recommendations, like the people spotlight. It's great. It's definitely one of the only ones that I actually read. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, thanks again, Jules. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to Jules for sharing her insight. You can follow along with her amazing content at Jules Acre on Instagram. And you can also follow us at Yoga Magic Podcast. See you next week, everyone.